Chapter 28 An Iron Grip Once the wave of amazement washing over everyone like an unexpected flash flood subsided a little Nallan Sadanar spoke up a good deal of hesitation in his voice Then the poet who composed the song Prabhu was it the emperor of three worlds who lies before you this very moment unable to even move his legs supplied sundar chodar ah a clamor of exclamations and surprise rose among the bards some shook their heads and bodies in various strange contortions uncertain of how to express themselves others sat still unaware of their own feelings honored bards sundar chodar himself continued his tale once poets and learned men of words for gracious enough to visit me in pareare perhaps some of you were there as well each sang in praise of the greatness of my ancestors and the chora dynasty they sang about me too heaping praises that i gave away such and such a thing or showered riches on someone else <laughs> young princess kundavai was by my side then and when the poets left with their rewards she expressed enormous admiration for their wonderful songs i argued that i was a great deal more talented than them and could sing just as well that was when i composed this little verse on the spur of the moment and then i petitioned her gracious highness for a reward my little girl climbed on my back said here's your price and delivered two smart slaps on my cheeks <laughs> ah i remember it as though it happened just yesterday and yet it has been more than 8 years wonderful astonishing indeed exclamations of amazement and delight burst forth from the assembled poets kundavai the very word sent a thrill of exhilaration through vandya tevan's veins many were the tales he had heard of this young princess's beauty refinement and intelligence and there in front of him was the fortunate man who had fathered her the elderly woman by him her mother ah the pride in the emperor's voice as he spoke of his beloved daughter how his voice shook at every mention of her name vandya tevan's right hand moved of its own volition towards the band of silk around his waist and felt around it within was the precious olay he was supposed to deliver to kundavai and then his fingers stopped paralyzed his heart stuttered with shock ayyo the olay the olay is missing where could it be could it have fallen somewhere perhaps it slipped out when i handed over the palm leaf meant for the emperor but where then perhaps in the asthana mandapam what if chinna parvetarir got his wretched horrible hands on it ah the peril of it falling into his clutches what a terrible misfortune how am i to get out of this one now that he knew that the olay meant for her had dropped god knows where the court and its poets were the last thing on vandya tevan's mind he could barely sit still none of the conversations around him really made any sense not that he cared anyway meanwhile sundarachorar had gone ahead with his recital to the admiring bards 
I suspect that Kundavai regaled someone with this silly verse of mine. Probably Isanya Bhattacharyar from Padayare's Thirumaitrali temple. And he perhaps spread it around for a laugh at my expense. <laughs> Prabhu, even if you were indeed the author of this piece, what of it? It is truly a wonderful little verse. In addition to being the emperor of this world, you are now the chakravarti of poetry as well, commented Nallan Satanar. And yet, were I to compose one now, I would not stop at just giving away elephants to Indra, horses to Surya or palanquins to Siva Peruman. Remember the tale of Markandeyan who appealed to the great lord to save his life? Well, Siva Peruman duly obliged and kicked away the god of death, but his pitiful mount, the buffalo, expired from the ire of the deity. And Pariyare's Sundarachodar, who heard of Yama's terrible plight, wandering without a steed, duly donated one to him. And now death travels upon his mount majestically seeking me. Not even Tanjai's commander, Chinnaparvetariyar, can stop him and his precious buffalo, can he? Even as the words fell from the emperor's lips, tears began to flow down the sallow cheeks of Udaya Pirati. Some of the poets gathered began to sob themselves, unable to bear the sorrow. Chinnaparvetariyar, it seemed, was the only one to maintain some semblance of courage. Prabhu! I am prepared to battle even Yama in the course of my service to you, he announced. I entertain no doubts on that score, Commander. I do know, however, that no man is capable of winning against him. All we can do is pray that we have the strength to face our fate without fear. After all, didn't one of Tamil's greatest poets sing I do not fear death. A poet rose at once and began to recite the famous verse of Uppers that sang of his willingness to face extreme torture and even death fearlessly in the face of persecution upon his faith. Namarkum kudayallom, namanai anjom, naragattil idarpadom, nadalayallom yemappom, piniyariyom. The emperor interrupted at this point. Such devotion... Such complete conviction. Ah, who but one who has glimpsed God could have sung with such indomitable spirit? Saint Upper suffered terribly from the dreaded Sulay disease, but Iraivan cured him completely of his stomach ailment. No wonder he sings so exultantly that he fears pain, illness and death no longer. Far better that you sing such beautiful verses extolling the divine rather than praise of pitiful creatures such as I. Great men of God like Appar, Sundarar and Sambandar have sung thousands of songs brimming with devotion in beautiful chaste Tamil. How wonderful it might be to gather them into a complete collection. Why, a lifetime would not suffice to learn, sing and rapturously lose oneself in them all.
If it pleases you, King of Kings, we shall be honored to begin this sacred task at once. No, I am afraid that such an enormous undertaking could hardly be accomplished in my time. Later, however, and the emperor's voice trailed away as he lapsed into deep thought. The royal physician tiptoed up to Chinna Paravetariyar and murmured something into his ears. Sundarachodar, who glanced at the whispering duo, stared at his audience, eyes wide and puzzled, as though he had come out of a trance. He seemed at that moment a gaunt, pitiful creature, snatched just at that instant from the gaping maws of death. Sire, you did desire to listen to a song from the Sangamera. These learned men may leave once they have recited one, may they not? queried the commander. Ah, yes, of course I did, sighed the emperor. It seems to me that my mind is losing its battle with the awareness along with my body. Please, do continue. At a sign from Chinna Paravetariyar, Nallan Sadhanar of the poets stood up. Oh, king of kings, chief among your ancestors, perhaps the most famous of them all, was the emperor Karigal Perivalattar, who hoisted the tiger flag on the very summit of the Himalayas. The beautiful city of Pumpuhar, known also as Kaveri Pumpattinam, was the capital of the Chora Empire during his prosperous reign. Ships would dock at the seaport with so many goods and produce that it was an onerous task to keep count. Here is a song by a poet belonging to the Sangamera and to those glorious times, describing Puhar's immense wealth, international trade and prosperity through the goods that reached the globally famed port from various countries. வடமலை பிறந்த மணியும் பொன்னும் குடமலை பிறந்த வாரமும் அகிலும் தென்கடல் முத்தும் குணகடல் துகிரும் கங்கை வாரியம் காவிரி பயனும் ஈழத்து உணவும் காழகத்தாக்கமும் கோல்டு அண்ட் ஃப்ரெஷ்ஷஸ் ஜெம்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் த மவுண்டனஸ் லேண்ட்ஸ் ஆஃப் த நார்த் சாண்டல்வுட் அகில் அண்ட் அதர் ஃப்ரேக்ரண்ட் இன் சென்சஸ் ஃப்ரம் த ஹில்ஸ் ஆஃப் பொதிகை பேர்ல்ஸ் அண்ட் கோரல்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் த சதன் சீஸ் produce from the banks of rivers such as the Ganga and Kaveri, food grains from Iram, and goods from far-flung places such as Kadaram. Sundarachodar signed the poet to stop at this point. During the glorious times of Karigalar, it was Choranade that received food and grains from Iram. You allowed in these poets to impress that upon me, didn't you, Commander? Yes, sir. came the voice of Chinna Paravetariyar, admittedly in a markedly feeble tone. You have made your point. Reward these bards, please, and send them on their way. Tanjay's commander turned towards them and delivered the royal dismissal, upon which they left, chanting praises. Vari! Vari! Already listless and rather panicked at the sudden disappearance of the Olai meant for Kundavai, Vandiyathevan decided that he would make his escape as well and sidled up to them, hoping to slip into the middle of the crowd. He was doomed to disappointment, however. As he neared the entrance, a strong hand crept out and clutched his wrist in an iron grip. Now, Vandiyathevan was a courageous man in the normal way, but that grip shook him, right from the top of his head to the tips of his toes. and paralyzed him into standing still he looked up and saw that the hand belonged to none other than chinna paravetariyar himself the court poet streamed out of the asthana mandapam